you know what? We're really good at helping people get the fundamentals of sales and marketing in place. There are hundreds of thousands of people who appreciate hearing from people like you, hearing from people like me, and I'm looking forward to serving more of them. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. You know, it's not every day that you get to sit down with somebody and pick apart what has gone well, what has gone less than well, lessons that have been learned, changes that are going to be made in international multi-million dollar businesses. Today, we're going to do just that. This is Profit for Coaches. I'm your host, Joss Willard. And on today's episode, we're talking with my friend, Matthew Kimberly. Matthew is the head of Book Yourself Solid Worldwide. He's also the author of Get a F- Grip the creator of Delightful Emails and The School for Selling, and he's the host of the Marketing for Coaches podcast. He lives in Malta, and he's traveled the world speaking on stages from Singapore to San Diego. He mostly likes a good scotch and better conversation. You can find out more about Matthew at matthewkimberly.com or buckle up, dig in, and enjoy this episode. Real quick, our goal here at the podcast is for these episodes to provide techniques, tools, skills, strategies, and inspiration that can help any coaching practice be more profitable. But you want your practice to be more profitable. And while you can get all kinds of great things from this episode and any episode of Profit for Coaches, what will help you even more is advice, guidance, and action steps designed around your unique situation, your life, your practice, your goals, your challenges. How can we best help you with that? The quickest way to get you exactly what you need for your practice is for you to head over to ProfitForCoaches.com. When you're there, click on and grab your Profitable Practice Scorecard. It's absolutely free. It just takes a few minutes. Fill out the scorecard. It will let us know exactly where your practice is and where you want it to go and what you're dealing with. Once you've done that, you'll get a response that tells you exactly what you can do next. The action steps you can take to make your practice more profitable and get you where you want your practice to be as soon as possible. So head on over to ProfitForCoaches.com and grab your Profitable Practice Scorecard today. Matthew Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again, Joss. Uh, when the invitation came through, I couldn't jump on it quickly enough. <laughs> you are a fast mover though. That's pretty, I think that's probably part of the secret of your success. So what's going on? Book Yourself Solid has become this huge, massive thing that you're, you had, you moved it off of Facebook, you turned it into, um, it's got its own world now and there's a ton of people on there making yeah, things so happen for, in the world. For context, you know, I took over Book Yourself Solid about two and a half years ago. For those of you who don't know, Book Yourself Solid is a a, a system for getting clients created by uh, Michael Port. Michael Port was a jobbing actor in the United States and as like most actors, wasn't getting paid very much, had a sideline in consulting with trainers and gyms into how to, you know, to be as a marketing consultant. He developed this system, uh, which was pre-internet, pre-social media for how to generate more repeat visits to your gym and make it the kind of place that people wanted to go to. And then people started tapping him on the shoulder and saying, hey, I'm not a gym owner. Could we apply this to my business? He said, yes, his uh, showbiz industry contacts 
introduced him to a literary agent who got him a publishing deal and the book hit bestsellers all around the world. And that was 2014, I'm going to say. Uh, I know. 2006. Sorry. I was my, say, I... <laughs> I, I, at my age, the decades all gel into one another. So I've, I, do this, I do this all the time. No, I have to add another 10 years to that timeline. Yeah. And off the back of that was Spawned, uh, an industry which uh, provided consulting to the kind of people who bought Book Yourself Solid. So the business owners, the service professionals, they bought the book, they came to the website, they saw that other stuff was available. Mm-hmm. And for many years, uh, Michael, along with a team which came to include me, uh, provided strategic counsel to business owners on implementing simple marketing systems. Over time, as my involvement grew and, and Michael's interest went back to his uh, roots of performance, uh, because one of the things that many of the business owners wanted to do was was speak for gigs. In yep. fact, one of our strategies is speaking. Michael realized that training people on how to speak for business and then speaking for speaking's sake became his love. Uh, there was a little bit of hiatus with the actual business of Book Yourself Solid, at least from the public perception for a few years until I tapped on his door and said, Michael, can I run this business, please? Uh, I'll make you a silent partner. You don't have to do anything other than, you know, deal with my frantic 2 a.m. phone calls every now and again. <laughs> and uh, and he said, yes, that was about two and a half years ago. And um, I'm now at the stage where I've got enough data probably to work out to be able to come to some conclusions. I don't know what those conclusions are yet, but I have scheduled a day next month where I'm going to look at the data, where the money has come from, what we've done best, mm-hmm. what we haven't done very well, what needs to be, what we need to do more of, what we need to do less of, what we need to add, what we need to subtract. But generally, the general consensus or the general theme has been we've done two things. One is the primary thing, working with business owners, yep. uh, getting them book solid. And the other thing is, licensing the intellectual property so uh joss you are one of the you know very very important figures in our world because you're somebody who talks about book yourself solid out in the world mm-hmm. at least and, and and also you know can can monetize that as well so there's really two businesses there at the moment and like many things that poses an issue <laughs> trying to when you're when you're a small organization trying to do two yep. things two different target markets uh, and trying to get clear, it's been a bit of a balancing act. We haven't flip-flopped, but there's certainly been moments when more attention has gone in one direction and I has been taken off one ball and so on and so forth. So we're in a process of consolidation at the moment, mm-hmm. um, finding out how that 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 line can run through. And a bit of inside baseball, because I haven't, haven't discussed this uh, publicly yet, but congruence for the website visitor is very important. And I found that one of the errors that I made is when it, when they came to the site, uh, at the beginning, a lot of the focus was on, do you want to become a certified book yourself solid coach? Mm-hmm. They were like, no, I'm a plumber. <laughs> I just want to know how to get more plumbing clients. Yep. Okay. So then we said, are you a plumber? And they're like, no, I want to teach this stuff. It's amazing. So we had to find a through line which made sense to everybody. And yep. what I'm sitting with at the moment, which will almost certainly be run out, is the the surgeon's model for the, 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 the schooling of surgery. Learn, do, teach. First, learn all about Book Yourself Solid. And many of our website visitors and, and, and inquiries are already pre-learned on Book Yourself Solid because they borrowed the book from the library or they listened to it on Audible or something like that. We're very lucky that a lot of our leads come warm from yeah. a book which has been in circulation for 20 years. Small lesson about having your own IP. 
Yes. And it gets to the stage, you know, because because uh, speaking of target market, we do occasionally, you know, I, I, I will talk about this for the rest of my career, I'm sure, because it's absolutely critical. The smaller and more narrow and more specific and more clearly defined and more geographically limited and more uh, niche your target market, the easier everything is. Doesn't matter what you're selling. This is an eternal truth. Even if you are a venture capital backed Silicon Valley round five software company, everything starts with who are we giving this to? Who are we selling this to? Yep. And we've been very, very lucky to be able to say, well, actually, our target market is readers of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great, but it's not a particularly useful analogy, right? No. Or because for most people, that's never going to be the case. Yeah. But we are lucky enough to say that we can work with plumbers and lawyers and doctors and dentists because we have created the category in which we are a category authority. There are plenty yeah. of other small business marketing experts out there, but there's nobody else who does book yourself solid like us mm -hmm. because we literally invented it. So learn about the system, pique your interest, and then you know information only goes so far, which is when they hire somebody to do the implementation of Book Yourself Solid in your business. And they're either going to hire a coach or they're going to come and work in one of our programs. Mm. And the programs are for people who are yet to get the infrastructure in place. Typically, they're still working up towards 100K a year mm -hmm. in a one-person business. Uh, and then those who have got the infrastructure in place, confidently having uh, months regularly that pay the bills, uh, let's get to the next level, whatever that might be, whether that's fewer hours, more money, bigger team, sale, whatever they're shooting for. Yep. And then the teachers for those who say, well, I like this so much. I think I see a, an opportunity here to, to transmit that. And an ideal book yourself, solid coach. And I've had three conversations with ideal clients yesterday. Cool. Has a very, very, very clearly defined target market. And so this was another rookie error that we made. We became the a, a coach training association. Yep. which we actually didn't do very well. I never went to school to learn how to be a coach. I don't know coaching skills. If anybody cries in my sessions, I, you know, panic <laughs> and, and often call a coffee break. Yeah. Um, and, and so we weren't. So we had people coming who, who said, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a switcher. I've, I've had a career in something else and now mm -hmm. I want to become a coach. And we realized we weren't actually super equipped to help them become successful coaches. Although, you know. Some of them did. Some of them did just fine. Oh, some of them did great. I did great. You know, yeah. I had zero experience in in, in yeah. coaching when I, when I came to it. Some of them did great, but there, there, there were enough of them who said, oh, so now we're looking for people who are already, and, and we are finding and identifying people who are already providing educational or consulting services to a very, very, very specific target market who recognize the value add of becoming a reseller of our intellectual property because it automatically becomes either um, an extra service to their client or indeed uh, a profit center. Yeah. So yeah. Um, two, three examples uh, from yesterday, somebody who works with criminal defense lawyers has a criminal defense lawyer directory and community. There you go. Great. Somebody who works with uh, trades people in uh, a particular geographical area, yeah. speaking geographical region, you know, specifically trade people. Uh, on implementing systems into their business, uh, a version of project management. Oh, and by the way, if you need a system for marketing, this is us. This is Boot Yourself Solid, and I, I represent it. And a third one uh, is somebody who is working 
exclusively with beauty salons on profit maximization. So obviously they want a maximum, uh, they yeah. want a, a thing. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who, who are coming, looking for the business opportunity. And I use that word very, very carefully yep. than the career coaching. So for the record, this is not a direct marketing opportunity. It is not a network marketing opportunity. When we say the business opportunity, you got to be careful. It's a, it's a resellable. It's a resellable asset. Yep, absolutely. We, and and we're not even taking a percentage. We're, we're taking a flat fee. Uh, yep. and, and if it doesn't make sense to you, then we recommend you don't do it. But so we're learning. And I'm a very very slow learner. You know, I've got 42 <laughs> years old, and sometimes you learn and you forget what you've learned, and you have to go back and you and you do things yep. again. Well, you know, uh, and I think that based on on who the primary audience for this podcast is, you know, when when you've reached that certain level, you know, you're at that six figure level, and you realized, okay, what I did to get me here is not going to get me to that half a million, three quarters of a million dollar level. And if I want to go bigger than that, then it definitely won't get me there. The things you have to learn along the way of, oh, what did I do wrong? What did somebody else do that maybe could have been done differently? And I think it's important. That's It's great that you share that because we can often think when we look at, oh, here's a successful business that's been around a decade and a half. You know, It's really easy to go, they know what's going on. They haven't made any mistakes. Their their systems in place. They're you know look. They're still making mistakes at Apple daily. So, and I think we have the confidence to make mistakes. You know, yeah. and that's one of the luxuries that comes with longevity. If you've mm-hmm. done the steps to pay the bills every single month for a decade, and obviously you know some months pay the bills better than some others. Yep. Some months you can turn up the heating a bit more than others, but. Uh, uh, if if you've done that, this is this is where I believe confidence comes from. Um, it's not about enthusiasm. It's not like I'm going to have a six figure business. I'm going to have a seven figure business. It's the confidence from the experience of having mm-hmm. done it. I send emails regularly from Book Yourself Solid's email servers to our mailing list. There is a direct correlation without fail from sending an email and generating revenue. Yeah. Always. And that's what we remember by, by means of example. So I, you know, we can be confident in making mistakes. We'll try something and maybe it's not going to work. One experiment that we're doing at the moment is the implementation program, which is uh, for the people who know that they need to build the things mm-hmm. to get book solid. You need certain, it's a systematic approach, which requires infrastructure and activity. Yeah. And it's very difficult to do the activity if you don't have the infrastructure. For example, do you have a social media profile that represents what you do? Do you have a way of capturing somebody's email address and sending them things? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a CRM? You know, small things and many, or do you have a neglected CRM? Many of these businesses that come to us have done just fine yep. without ever sending an email to a prospect. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. Um, but they know, they know they have to put the structure in place. And I'm not into, and I thought, well, if we can give them a checklist and a chat room and direct access to a coach, then maybe we can help provide that solution in. Uh, and I, by, I mean, direct uh, asynchronous chat access to a coach. Maybe we can get that solution. Here's your checklist. Here's your check boxes. Yep. Plug this in, plug that in, do this, prepare 12 emails for your onboarding sequence. Uh, have a regular, always have something to invite people to offer. Let me know what it is when it's done. Uh, that's not something that we found has been very efficient. So yep. we're, we are, we, we're, we're, we're rapidly prototyping. And now everybody who joined the implementation program is also getting private calls with a coach. So what does that mean for us? Well, that means that when we run the next iteration, January, February, never, um, we will, we will, we will do it better next time. It's a perpetual process of discovery. But one thing that is definitely priority for the future is to do less. We have done planning workshops. Um, we've done two different types of, uh, 
how to be a coach programs, yep. which have been very successful. We've done another different, completely different type to how to be a booked solid coach program. And we did that. People loved it. And we realized we were actually sending them off in a completely different direction to what we wanted them to do next, yep. which was join our organization. Um, and so there's going to be less parts. And, and I've known it's a truism for years and years and years that when you find a formula that works somewhat, you must repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Dean Jackson uh, was having a conversation with a friend of mine and the friend shared it with me. So I'm not going to share his name, but uh, Dean said, um, you know, although I'm sure my friend wouldn't mind, but just I, I wasn't given permission. Um, Dean said, that, you know, in a public forum, the the vast majority of business owners retire their winning offers way too early. Mm, yeah. If you're not at, I think, I think his number was one and a half million from, but that's his world, you know, whatever yeah. your number is uh, on an annual recurring basis, then you haven't tried hard enough. And I think there's so much truth in that. And I've given that advice. Hang on, 100 people bought this last time you sold it? Sell it again. Yep. That means 100,000 people haven't heard of it yet, but will yep. want to buy it. Yep. So we're going to be doing a lot more of single offer. Yeah. Well, I think, and I, I've heard it in a number of different places um, a few times recently. The biggest danger, if you're building a business like this in this world is you have to be okay with being bored. You have to be okay with the idea that your business is going to bore you. Now, if you're a coach and you're actually, if you're building that practice where what you want to build is that one person job or small team job where you're actually still working with your clients, you're not going to get bored there. But the business side should bore you to tears. There's so many people that wreck perfectly good businesses that are doing six, seven figures because they're like, this is boring. I need to do something. I'm tired of this message. And that's usually when people are just starting to get the message. They they do that because they are bored. And, and I've been there and you've probably been there. Yep. And it's it's actually a confluence of mistakes. Is that a word? It's, it's a, it's I, a, I think so, yeah. It's accumulation it... of mistakes. It's okay. the accumulation of quitting too early. Mm. It's the accumulation of assuming that you're going to be the best person for each job in the organization, mm. or at least refusing to ask the question, not asking or answering the question, what would I have to do in this model to not be bored? Chances are there's a role that you're playing that needs to be played by somebody else. And and that can make... The, I, I do think a coach's job is to repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is Michael said, if you're an expert, if you're, if you're somebody who provides talking points and want to be considered for want of a better phrase, a thought leader, no one's paying attention until you've said it 50 times. Um, Jack Welch wrote in his uh, book about his time at uh, General Electric that his job was to repeat himself to the entire organization on a three-year cycle. And his it was a phrase. I don't know, uh, make one up, you know, um, company is family. <laughs> it probably wasn't, probably wasn't whatever one of his phrases, but let's just say that was, and that was the motto. And that was ingrained because they heard it every single day, every time he opened his mouth. And what was he known for? He was known for being the company is family man. Yeah. So if you want to be known for something, you're not going to be Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is Tim Ferriss. You know, you, you, you can't be the polymath. You've got to have your book yourself solid. You've got to have your key piece of intellectual property. Your Schrodinger's cat. What's Schrodinger known for? His cat. What's Pavlov known for? His dogs. Yep. Uh, what's the hierarchy of needs guy? His name I probably can't remember. But Eisenhower's decision matrix. Uh, you know, you've got to attach a concept to your name and repeat it ad infinitum. And that doesn't appeal to many of us because many of us want to be intellectually satisfied. We want to be titillated. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. She said, how are you doing? I said, it's a bit boring at the moment. 
She said, do you need a vacation? I said, well, no, I don't think so. Um, I said, I feel like I need something that sparks joy, uh, to borrow a phrase from the uh, professional organizing world. I said, and I understand, having made that mistake far too many times in the past, that what sparks joy has to come from a vacation or a hobby or a midlife motorbike or something, and not from the business that's doing just fine. Thanks very much. I'm not going to break it. Seth Godin said in one of his seminars I listened to once upon a time, and forgive me for not crediting the the seminar, I just can't remember. He said, your job as the founder of an organization is to set up the organization so that it works. And at that point, find ways to try and break it. Because you've got that, when you've got the infrastructure in place, when you are protected from yourself, you can say, I'm going to try this. And if you've equipped your team well enough, they're going to push back or they're going to give you a playground or a sandbox that doesn't break everything. You're going to get your half hour yep. or half a day like the Google engineers do to make fun things. But the rest yep. of the time, you've got to focus on building the business. And most people don't have the tenacity or the longevity. I've been in this business long enough. I see nothing wrong with pivoting. Absolutely nothing wrong with pivoting. But if you pivot every two minutes, you just haven't committed. Mm-hmm. I've been You're in spinning this- in circles at that point. Precisely. Uh, I've been in this long enough to see plenty of flip-floppers as opposed to pivoters. A couple of pivoters and a lot of flip-floppers. Well, and it's, it's interesting that the vast majority of coaches that I will talk to who are stuck, not just like below a hundred thousand, but they're, they're in that struggle zone between like 50 and 60,000 a year. Almost all of them are doing, well, I can help so many people. I can do so many things. My, or all of my clients are unique or my solutions are always unique. Like they won't pick something and stick with it for a while. And, you know, you said before, you're not, you don't have to marry a target market. You just, you can, you can date it for six months and see what happens. And if you need to swivel or drill that focus in tighter or check with your messaging, you can do that. I can't remember who said it. I I feel like it's John Rogar, but um, he's like, you haven't actually tested a target market until you've made a hundred offers. Yeah, absolutely. And most people can't make a hundred offers in in less than six months, like serious. You need skills. You need it. Well, and, and that's fair enough. You know, where are you going to get hundred leads from? Yeah. It's not an overnight play. You either buy them or you generate them through other marketing activities. Yeah. And that's not necessarily an easy ask for most people. For everyone who can generate hundred leads without spending money on ads overnight and everybody else, the ratio must be 99 to one. Must be. Something. You know, you, especially on a consistent, regular basis. Yeah. Uh, you've got to get good uh, or you have to, you don't have to get good at it. You have to find a source of leads. If you yep. want to be in coaching now you work out how many you need yep. you reverse engineer how you're going to get them when you work out how many you need um you can become better at sales you can so on and so forth target market will make an enormous difference but if you're a coach doing 50 grand a year you are pretty much tied to your desk yep. uh probably or you're not tied to your desk at all and you occasionally get lucky in which case great you've built a lifestyle business that you like my yoga teacher who loves life complete hippie cash only don't even know if he lives somewhere might live under a bridge i'm not entirely sure he earns 50 grand a year and he's in love with life. He's in love. He spends his day in the open air, hanging out, doing downwards dog with people, drinking espresso, never met a happier man. If you're a business coach operating at 50K a year, congratulations. That's great. It's perfectly okay. And if you've been there for five, 10, 15 years, that's great. As long as you're happy, as long as you're filled. If it's not quite enough for you, 
or if you feel a lot of resistance because you're tied to your desk all the time or you're permanently frustrated, there's a possibility that being a business owner might not be for you. And in that case, you might want to look at going into partnership yep. with someone who's very, very good at marketing and, and sales and you providing the services for them uh, in, in, a, in a profit split as an employee or something like that. Not everyone's meant to be a business owner, and that's okay. And not everyone's meant to be a freelancer, and that's okay as well. I really, really think that's okay. Um, and it's also perfectly okay to say, I'm a very, very satisfied coach doing 50K a year. But if you're not satisfied and you're frustrated, then it yeah. doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, you don't have to that. learn marketing in order to earn more. Yeah, You can yeah. find people. Yeah, it's the, And that's I think that's where a lot of people have that disconnect with. And if you have the word coach anywhere near your social media profile, your feed is full of all the guys promising you six figure, seven figure, even I've seen eight figure now. And I saw one guy, well, nine figure exits, someone was promising, but you know, build your coaching, you know, your, your six, seven, eight figure coaching business where that disconnect is, is almost all of them are like, well, you have to, you have to completely change who you are. You have to pull yourself utterly out of the business and become this completely bored business owner person. And it's like, well, you don't have to do that. If you're frustrated, if you want to be something different than what you are, then you, there are some changes you'll need to make, but it doesn't mean you have to change who you are. Mm -hmm. It just, means we need to get a little clearer on how you show up. I agree. And what you said earlier about the, you know, what got you to 250K won't necessarily get you beyond that. That's true. But imagine how many levels of that. I know eight-figure coaches and they are having enormous headaches because what got them there is now it's a corporate, they're now head of a corporation. Yep. They don't know how to deal with the human resource issues, for example. Yeah, yeah. for example. Or customer support is dropping off like trust pilot reviews, the, mm -hmm. the, the sales people that they've hired that they've never met are promising the world and their reputation. There's just a thousand things to consider. What do you do with that, all that cash as well? I mean, what, what do you do with that cash? Where's the, where, you know, what, how are you managing those kind of levels of decisions? Yep. It's yeah. fascinating. It's absolutely Trading. fascinating. Trading up to better problems. There is no should or shouldn't or promoted to your level of incompetence. Exactly. So there's a fine line though between, like you talked about earlier, focusing on doing less, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this 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 belief that when we talk about what got you here won't get you there. Everyone thinks that we you need to change to get from here to there is adding people, adding systems, adding things. Like, so where what is that line between? Well, we want to do less, but at the same time, we need to build our business. Do you need to add all of that stuff? Okay. So you're asking my opinion, I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because my opinion is that, <laughs> or at least what I am striving for is operational simplicity to the point of it being unbreakable. Like what are the fewest moving parts that we can have in our business when it comes to maintenance, mm -hmm. number of wheels to be oiled, uh, number of uh, if then decisions where we can lose people, uh, number of pieces of software that we're operating, mm. number of subscriptions that we're signed up for, redundancy, du duplication of, of uh, tasks, projects, inefficiencies. And that's led us to a few decisions lately. Uh, you know, and they might, they might sound blindingly obvious, but a small one is we're now using a platform which replaces our uh, borrowed social media group, mm. uh, replaces our standalone course delivery thing and remain it means that we've we've got you know three fewer pieces of software that have to talk to each other using api calls which sounds crazy but once you start to deal with hundreds and hundreds of clients and yep. or you know one of these we get one notification that says oh, api call didn't work and you're like oh you know that, that's a that's a ticket yeah. in terms of segmenting our list i have spent in earlier years 
days and weeks building very complex automations inside our CRM systems, which are capable of tagging people and identifying people and routing or routing people to the correct destination. If they they, they had buckets, they had yeah. grades, we had a separate spreadsheet, which had a tax not taxonomy of what every tag in our system meant. I remember seeing that spreadsheet once. <laughs> Right. Or a version of it. And I thought, fuck it. Well, you know, we've got buyers and non-buyers. Yeah. We need to know people who haven't yet bought. Uh, I, I'm, I'm simplifying to the point of stupidity. We're not quite that basic. Yeah. But it was a question of, you know, we have this sales pipe. What is the sales pipe? Raise your hand. Talk to someone. We are not big enough yet, as far as I'm concerned. And we're not charging little enough, generally, as far as I'm concerned, that a 25-minute telephone call with somebody who has already received literature is ever a bad idea. We're generally asking somebody at the moment for between six and $12,000 minimum. Yeah. Somebody on our team is going to give them 25 minutes and, and often much more than that. Yeah. Now, we also have decided for the lesser offers, which we've run on occasion, not to do any sales calls, not to do any webinars. What if we could write a Google Doc and hit yep. send on an email to everybody who is not a buyer? Yep. Could, we, could we generate $30,000, $50,000 worth of business with three emails? Uh, for for a low price offer, the answer has been yes, and I'm thrilled with that because pr prior to that, that would have been engaging a, a sales team. Uh, yep. Sorry, not a sales team, a, a, a sales page designer, or getting one in house. It would have been setting up a webinar with bells and whistles and 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 writing emails to respond to that. We said, hey, uh, I, I did a call on Friday, um, which lasted one hour. The email went out, said, hey, if you want to become a book yourself solid reseller, come to this call. Mm -hmm. uh, I host it on Zoom, which meant there was no landing page, no nothing. Nope. 60 people registered. I think 15 people showed up, which I thought was fine for a 25% free sales pitch. Yep. Um, and my hypothesis, I won't know until the end of the month, but my hypothesis is that I will have generated roughly $160,000 worth of, of revenue from that one hour Zoom call. And prior to that, that would have been, I'm not saying, but, but that worked. So what do we know? We know that our mailing list is considerably bigger than 60 people. Yep. We know that 60 people were sufficiently interested to say, yeah, whatever, if I'm free, I'll go. Let's get the reminder, right? Yep. We know that 15 or something showed up, and I know exactly how many buyers, but well, I will know by the end of the month how many buyers will come up, and I have a, I have a rough hypothesis on how long they'll stay now because I've been in the business for two and a half years. Right. So yep. accumulated income times however many buyers, it's going to be that number I gave you. Well, is that worth repeating next week? Is it worth repeating the week after that? Yes. Is it worth being the week after that? Yes. The only area that I would not add simplicity in the future is in marketing. Mm. Anyone who's got those ninja techniques and those ninja strategies will be hired by me for lead generation. <laughs> and that's it. I will write the check to solve that marketing problem. And here come all the emails and private messages. <laughs> yeah. I want to know your system, folks. But that's the only place that I think it, it you know, it's nice to have uh now, our, our, our mutual friend Taki Moore says at the beginning you should have you know one traffic source, yeah. one offer, one conversion tool. It's nice to have one traffic source. That's great. Um, and we have a book yourself solid at one traffic source at the moment, which is people who bought the book. Yeah. But I'd really like to turn that trickle into a flood at some stage in the future. Up until now, I haven't felt the need to mm -hmm. uh, because of the weight of the organisation. But uh, then you've got to ask yourself the question, unless your systems are sufficiently simplified, your customer onboarding, your client management, what happens if you get 100 leads instead of 10 one day? Exactly. Everything breaks. Absolutely. People are dissatisfied. So simplification on the operational side, go nuts on marketing.
Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting that when you say that on the, having the foundation side, like I've been doing business coaching for a long time. We had a, a rule when I, when I was first learning how to be a business coach, I was basically apprenticing with another, another coach. And we had a rule that if somebody came to us saying, well, I want to see a 30% increase in my sales. We were like, no, thanks. We're not, we're not for you because most people are operating, most small businesses are operating at somewhere around 60 to 70% capacity. And they're doing that with broken systems. And so if you just added 30%, all you've done is put them at hundred percent capacity and their systems start to break and they hate you. But if they come to you saying, I want to double or I want to triple, Mm -hmm. that's great because they already know that their systems won't handle double or triple. So they're already open to the fact that we're going to have to go in and simplify that foundation of your business, make it strong, make it simple, make it so that somebody could come in here with a sledgehammer and it would still be fine because we're going to drop a sledgehammer of you know, double, triple your revenues in the next six to 12 months. And uh, that mindset is important. I think being willing to go into your precious thing that you've built over however many years and go, you know what, this this little device that you've had in the corner all this time that you love, Mm -hmm. it's not actually attached to anything. So every time you spin this wheel, you're just wasting time when you take it out and, and be okay with that. For sure. Uh, and personally, I also have a you know personal website which which really doesn't do too much today, but occasionally I send emails which people enjoy. And and so uh, I had this website which was beautiful and needed management. Admittedly, it didn't need an awful lot of management, uh, given the you know most WordPress hosts today will update plugins for you and, mm. and then, but it I would every now and again log in, be confronted with a thousand things I didn't understand. <laughs> the argument would be don't log in, get somebody else to do it. But I thought, well, what if what if I hope I hope you know by the time this this episode goes live, there is nothing available on my website other than my smiling face and a, and a box that says "Give me your email." Yep. Because what do I want someone to do when they come to my website? I want them to read enough to say I'm going to give this guy a chance, and that's it. So the about page, the speaking page, the testimonials page, the, the products and services page. No, all of my selling happens behind the scenes yep. on email. My social media is poor, but if you come to my website, I want to give you no option other than to give me your email address which means simplification everything's everything's gone fewer pieces to worry about yep. uh fewer fewer plugins to update fewer subscriptions it's brilliant right awesome well this has been amazing the last question that i always ask everybody is what are you excited about right now so the time of recording is the end of september yes uh time of publication maybe we'll still be in 2022 we'll still be in 2022 and we'll be this should be like second-ish week of december I am really excited about 2023. There you go. I have a feeling, you know, it's in my, I feel it in my bones. I'm getting to the age now where my knees are telling me what the meteorological systems are doing. <laughs> and uh, I've got Welcome to the club. Three is going to be because, you know, we've now, I've now got two and a half years of learning because I've done, you know, two decades of various employment and self-employment and running companies. But everything in my business has always been testing hypotheses. Mm. Uh, always. And now with almost three years of data, on book yourself solid in what we're doing. We're going to go strength to strength in 2023. I'm excited about, you know what? We're really good at helping people get the fundamentals of sales and marketing in place. There are hundreds of thousands of people who appreciate hearing from people like you, hearing from people like me, and I'm looking forward to serving more of them. Absolutely. And we will look forward to seeing that flood of people that go by where we go, oh, I meant to serve you. I meant to serve you. You not so much. You not so much. And uh, take a hike, you. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks for Thank being you here. for having me, Josh. It was a huge pleasure. Awesome. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Josh Withard. 
To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.